G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, at a time when the whole world is faced with a great wave of refugees, Australia's debating the issues of welcoming asylum seekers to our shores, there's an inspirational story that's been recorded in a new book. The book is called I Could Have Been a Street Kid, and it tells the story of Costa McKendy. His full name is Constantine McKendy, but he's uh, launched his book and is doing some dates around the place telling his story of a heroic journey from being an orphan in Congo to a refugee in Zambia and finally to a model citizen and community leader here in Australia. These days, he's pastor of the New Life Community Church in Inala in Brisbane. He's joining us to tell his story. Hello, Costa. Welcome along to 2020. Hello. Thank you very much. Costa, congratulations. The book is out. I'm sure that's been a journey in itself. But take yeah. us back to uh, the highlights of those early years as being left as an orphan in Congo and then being sent as a refugee in Zambia. Take us back to those years. How hard were they? Uh, it was a hard, uh, it was a long journey, a journey of up and down as a Christian. I uh, spent all of my life as a um, pastor, teacher, community service worker. I have worked to support refugees in the refugee camp or where I spent um, uh, 11 years there with more than 3,000 Congolese refugees who could not speak English, and I was the only one point of contact of, uh, with refugees and uh, officials, and I planted the church in a refugee camp in uh, Meheba, and uh, I saved them uh, as Christian, as uh, compared by the love of Christian to be a point of contact with all the refugees, the voice of all the refugees who were suffering in the host country. So you were, in fact, converted to Christianity in your younger years and very quickly raised into a position where you were, in fact, helping others as a pastor in the refugee camp. Yes, I, uh, I believe my God in a... In 1967, when I was healed from tuberculosis, and from there, I committed myself to serve my God. I served as a youth director, as an elder in the church, as a pastor, and uh, in the refugee camp, I also served as a pastor. I was also director of uh, discipleship, district discipleship for all the provinces of uh, uh, north northern province in uh, in Zambia, in uh, with the uh, the the church uh, called with, uh, Church of God with Missions. That was the church I was saving. So that was my life. Is uh, was about saving the church and uh, his uh, and the member and the congregations. 
Tell me about life in the refugee camp in Zambia. I suspect, and that being some time ago, I suspect very hard conditions for refugees who would have been uh, trapped in that environment. Uh, the camp is at uh, 600 from the city, Chitosaka, very far in the bush, far from all the infrastructures, not no telephone, no electricity under the trees. In such a conditions, the refugees were relying only on food distributions and um, in the midst of uh, um, health issues like um, HIV, um, abuse, social, antisocial behavior from people who were uh, uh, taking care of the, the, the the refugees, so they were so disconnected and needed help in terms of uh, social assistance and uh, connection with the world and uh, help them uh, integrate it in, um, in Zambia. That's why I, where I was working also as a supervisor of education program. I had uh, three programs. One was um, English uh, literacy to teach people English so that they can integrate in Zambia and also teach them French so that they can prepare them when the time comes for them to go home, to repair, to, to go back to Congo, and uh, also educate people who could not read or write. So that was my um, one of my activities. The other activities is to connect them to church so that they can um, uh, go through their uh, emotions, their, their touch and trauma, I was also looking after the non-accompanied children, the, 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 the wives who, were, who ran away without children. The majority were single mom without uh, husband. And these are the situations that created a lot of problems because um, they, they were vulnerable to people who were uh, exploiting them, abusing them. Custer, two words come to mind as I hear you sharing your heartbeat about refugee camps in a nation like Zambia, the idea of connecting with the Christian community within the refugee camp, and the second thing is the idea of education for children, uh, two yes. things that can be very lost by yeah. people who find themselves in those circumstances. Yes, please. That's why you saw there is no development without uh, education, Education is the first thing we have to uh, teach people to integrate in a host country, to accommodate in a host country, to learn about the law of the country, and to help them settle and become um, part, uh, integral part of the, the country. Uh, like in Zambia, we had to educate them to integrate and to to learn also how to uh, depend on themselves because we were depending on food distribution, which were given only for two two years. And after two years, they have to fly on their own. And my role was to help them uh, depend, uh, create self-reliance uh, uh, so that they can depend on themselves. I have helped them create some uh, social enterprise like cooperative and agriculture and give them some skills so they can not depend only on, on distribution, but they can create their own life and uh, live as uh, 
people, as, 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 as a human being, as Christian, as, who cannot steal, who cannot uh, be abused, protect themselves from abuse, from, from exploitation. That was my job in the refugee camp. Costi, your book is entitled, I Could Have Been a Street Kid. I imagine that you could have been a street kid, but God got a hold of you in such a way that he had a different destiny for you. Is that the way your story unfolds? Yes, uh, I could have been a street kid. I grew up in a, as an orphan. I grew up in a society where I have no. I lost my my mother, my father, when I was three years, and three years after I lost my father. So at six years I was an orphan, and uh, from that plight I was I went up and down, I threw up and downs, and um, uh, I was and lucky enough I was uh, depending on on the people around me and. Uh, or what uh, capacity God has put on me, and I also believe, especially when I believe in God, I become very resilient. I understood that God has created me, God has put people around me, and He has made me uh, at His image. I can use all the potential, all the ability He has put to me, so that I can also I can stand on my own. So I mo- I could have end up in a street like all the orphans, you know. The majority of people who are in prison or who commit suicide or who have a lot of antisocial behavior, if you look properly, they are from they are uh, they spend all their time as often or, ne- or from neglected family or in a family there is no um, help or assistance. They 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 lose they lost hope in the future. That's why they're in the street because they feel they are abandoned. And the only place for them is to be in the street. But I could have ended up there, but with the presence of God, with uh, the people around me who take care of me, I, 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 I took my life into my own hand. Now I am able to help others. I'm help, uh, able to help those people who went in the same situation like me. That's why this book uh, is... Uh, uh, is I, I, I just took my... Uh, my my life is a case study to help the people who went through the same situation like me, to help the people who are still living like uh, orphan or who are still in the refugee camp without hope, without um, um, uh, uh, assistance, to let them know that uh, God is always there, God is always in the control. What it means to us is to put our faith in God, and God is going always to our rescue anytime we trust in Him. I did it, somebody can do it. I made it, someone can make it. So I use my life as an example of somebody who could be, who could have been in the street, but who made an effort to believe in God, to believe in himself, and to believe in the people around him, and even become now the one who can help others. That's why, oh, by book, I could have been the street, but I didn't end up the street. I am now helping others. I am now the voice of the voiceless. I'm now the ears of the deaf. I am now the um, the power of the powerless. That's what the story I want to share with the world and for the people who are still living in the crisis. I lived beyond crisis, so somebody can also live beyond crisis.
Custer McKendy is our guest. We're hearing his story from being an orphan in Congo to being a refugee in Zambia. And in just a short while, we'll hear about his passage to Australia and the fact that he's now become a model citizen and community leader here in Australia as pastor of the New Life Community Church in Inala in Brisbane. Costa, stay with us. We'll continue our conversation shortly. We're hearing the story of a Congolese man who was orphaned at a very young age, who was sent then as a refugee to Zambia and finally made his way to Australia, where he now passed as a church. Costa, tell me about the journey to Australia. How did you get from the refugee camp in Zambia uh, on board a plane and brought to Australia as a, as a refugee here? Yeah, uh, when you are a refugee, you have three options or three durable solutions. One is uh, to integrate in the host country. The other one is to repatriate in uh, your home country. If these two are not possible, uh, you can apply for resettlement. So I could not go back home. I could not integrate in Zambia. I applied uh, for resettlement. That's how... I came here in 2004 as a, as a resettled person in Brisbane. Now, you're settled here and you've yeah. found a place in Australian society. Yeah. As you recognise that we've got our own challenges with refugees wanting to come to Australia and there are some blockages there and some people uh, would recognise that's a real challenge and others uh, protesting that uh, very loudly. How do you feel about the current status of refugees uh, and the way that refugees come to Australia, uh, those by boat not allowed? Yeah, uh, according to my experience, refugees are not a burden, are not a threat to the country because we have brought uh, a lot of um, values to this country. We have brought our, uh, our, our, our values to this country. We are going to contribute to this country. And uh, I feel that re- welcoming uh, refugees in a country is a blessing because they will they, will, they, will, they bring new um, ideas. They bring new uh, things that the, our country does not uh, have. And uh, for me, I feel sometimes frustrated when I see people uh, debating about uh, coming of refugees. The refugees are people who are running away because something has gone wrong in their countries. I can give you an example of my country. Congo is, a, is a, 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 a one of the richest countries. Without war or conflict, we have no reason to run away from our country. But coming here in our country, we bring what the value we bring uh, in our country. We are from communitarian society. We, we are very connected to the community. And this value do not exist here in Australia. We want to teach people how to live in the community, how to be to be connected to raise children in a community, communitarian society, where we depend on other, where we teach our people, our children their rights and their responsibilities. So we bring a lot of values, a lot of um, things that uh, Australia can benefit from us. That's uh, why uh, uh, it is not a good idea to 
to fear the coming of uh, refugees in our country. Since you arrived here, you've formed the Oz Congo Network. How far widespread is that network now around Australia? Yeah, uh, network about uh, 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 Oz Congo Network. It is an organisation I have created to help our community back home, even here, uh, reduce poverty. It is a kind of uh, uh, teaching people how to fish instead of uh, sending them fish all the time. We are compared by the love of Christ to speak up uh, for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the right of those who are uh, destitute, the right of those who are uh, who are poor. You know, Paul um, was recognized as a, a as a ministry by the pillar, the the, 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 the people who were uh, uh, who were disciples of Jesus Christ. I was registered as a pastor in Baptist Church, but I have now one mission: is to help others, to help my community back home reduce poverty. People in Congo, especially children and women. They are abused, they live in poverty, they have no infrastructure, they are dying every day. If you follow uh, the news on the radio or television, you see how people are still suffering. We are so blessed by God that we cannot afford to keep our blessing ourselves. I create this organization to bless all uh, the people who are living in poverty with the blessing I receive from God. God has blessed me so much. I have children who integrate now. They are integrating in, in the they are, um, integrating in the society. They are uh, living well. We are living well, and for that reason, we cannot forget our people back home. We need to help them. Okay, this is our responsibility to, as Christian to help people who are living in poverty, and this the or the mission God has given me. I want to uh, leave it up to the rest of the of my life. You're the president of the Oz Congo Network. You're also pastoring the New Life Community Church there in Inala. You meet at yeah. the Richland East State School. Yeah. Is your church community made up of Congolese people? Who's coming to church? Yeah, the Congolese people. You know, when Congolese people come here, there's sometimes not sometimes, they are uprooted. They don't know how to worship worship God the way they were worshiping in Africa. My role is now to help Congolese people worship the way they used to worship in Africa, because in Africa, you know, uh, we, are, we have our own way of worshiping our God. We worship God through music and dance. Now, um, Congolese people who are here uh, cannot follow God the way they were following God in Africa, and and that's why the majority of people who are coming to our church are Congolese and uh, African, other African in, in uh, uh, Australian people are also with us and we share a kind of multicultural uh, 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 church where everybody is welcome with what we have done, with what, what they give, uh, put in our, in our heart. So we sing together, we worship together, we praise our God together and People don't lose their culture, their way of thinking. There's no reason for them to um, not follow God because of difference of uh, culture here.
Now, your book has been launched back in August, and you've got a book tour that's happening. There's one particular event to draw attention to on the 28th of this month at the Avid Reader Bookstore in West End in Brisbane. I'll point people to that. And, of course, uh, there might be some listening who are saying, what is all this Congolese worship? What's so special about the way that the Congolese worship with song and with music and with dance? And there might be those who might like to come along to your church and experience that worship with you. And that's yes, the uh, yes. that's the New Life Community Church. It's yep. a part of the Baptist Church in Queensland, yep. and uh, and as the pastor uh, Costa Mukendi. Uh, yes. is the uh, the pastor. He's also the author of the book we've been talking about, I Could Have Been a Street Kid. And you can get a hold of that through Amazon or you can go to the website, ConstantinMukendi.com. Uh, Costa, great talking to you. Thanks so much for being part of 2020 today. Thank you very much for interviewing me. Thank you. May God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.